Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to share with you that I have officially opened up the sign-up page for a free workshop that I am hosting on August 25th called Manifest Money for Good. It's a three-day live workshop designed for lightworkers like you who are ready to stop resisting the prosperity that they deserve so that you can attract more money and unapologetically change the world. I'm giving away some incredible prizes this time in true Manifestation Babe fashion, so you're definitely not going to want to miss this one. If manifesting more money for good is on your goals list for 2020, then guess what? The universe has officially answered your prayers. You can sign up right now at manifestationbabe.com slash money for good. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash money for good. I am so excited to see you in the workshop. Okay, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome back to another epic episode of the Manifestation Bay podcast. Today really is an epic episode because I have on today my good friend, Paul Fishman. Paul Fishman is someone I met a few months ago because I was on his podcast called The Road to Self-Love, and we had such a blast that I decided to invite him onto mine. The conversation that we had today is such an important one, diving into the world of all things self-love, self-worth, self-acceptance, and especially the crucial difference between self-love and self-care, which personally blew my mind. If you don't know who Paul is, Paul Fishman is a self-love coach and you-do-you activist who is on a mission to empower and inspire humanity to love unconditionally. Through the creation of his community, Self-Love On Demand, and his highly rated podcast, The Road to Self-Love, Paul has inspired thousands of people just like you to look inward for what matters most. You're going to want to listen to this episode a few times because there are lots of mic drops and memorable quotes galore in here. Get your Instagram ready because we know you will have loads of takeaways to share with us once it is over. So without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. All right, gorgeous souls. I have Paul Fishman in here, the self-love coach (laughs) and self-love expert in my office live here with me. How are you today, Paul? I mean, I'm feeling so good. I'm just soaking up all of the vibes in here. Yes, all the pink vibes. All the pink vibes, living that life. (laughs) Well, I'm soaking up your sweatshirt right now that says self-love is the best medicine. And Mm. I think that that's one of the most genius messages I've ever seen on a sweatshirt. And I think that the society really needs it. 
Listen, I agree. I'm right there with you. That's why I'm wearing it on a sweatshirt. That's why it's all I talk about. I agree. Well, that's all that you talk about. Paul, can you share with us a little bit about how the hell you got into this field? How did you become the self-love expert? Well, I guess we we I I can take it back to 10 years ago. I was a people pleaser, the epitome of just a person who lived their lives for other people. Mm. I was doing everything and anything to make my parents proud, my boss, my teachers, my friends, my family. Everyone came first. And I found myself at rock bottom, miserable. I was working a high paying job that I was not happy at. I was living in New York City, which I loved, but I didn't feel like I was my truest authentic self. Um, I was in a relationship that was toxic, emotionally abusive, and that's what I felt that I deserved because I was quote unquote doing everything right. You know, mm-hmm. I on paper everything looked magical. Mm-hmm. And the universe kind of dragged me around, like hooked me up to the back of a taxi cab and dragged me across the city, just not literally, but just made me feel that way. And uh, the second that I decided to say yes to myself, everything really changed. And and in that moment, and I'll paint a picture for you, saying yes to me was leaving the emotionally abusive relationship. It was looking in the mirror and realizing that I couldn't recognize the person staring back at me. And, and if you're listening and you can relate to that feeling of being like, who am I? Why am I here? What am I meant to do? Catherine, I know you can relate to this. There's this whole like feeling of like, well, how do I fix it? And then we go into fixer mode and we want to throw money at it. We want to get all these other opinions. And I realized that I had all the answers within me. And of course, it took a while to trust and believe that I knew everything I needed to do and to, to, to fill my life's purpose. And I ended up leaving New York City and moving home. And I got into a fitness career And the day that everything changed for me and when I stepped into a role of a self-love expert and coach and just empowering others to just live the life of their dreams through accepting that they're exactly where they're meant to be, to choose love first, was when I was sitting on the floor with one of my private coaching training clients. And she was like, Paul, I'm dating this new guy. She's going through a really rough divorce. And she's like, I'm dating this new guy, but I know that all I need to do is lose three more pounds and he'll finally love me. He'll finally ask me to move in with him. He'll finally accept me as the human I am if I just lost three more pounds. And at that moment, I was just like, oh, okay, this is connecting all the dots for me because I realized that external validation is what we're all seeking, Mm -hmm. right? And the second that we dismiss all of that is the second that, and by the way, if you can hear the sirens, I believe (laughs) that sirens are truly a message that you got to listen up. Oh my God. I love that. So I was like the sirens, I'm not even going to say anything. They're meant to be in the background. (laughs) We're just going to go with it. And I love that you said Mm -hmm. that. It's true. So, so here I was, realizing that every single person who came to me for nutrition coaching or to take a spin class or a Pilates class or personal training, they all wanted to lose weight for this external validation, whether it was from another person or a boss or to finally prove their parents that they could actually lose the weight and they were worthy, right? And all of that moment, everything just kind of came crumbling down. And I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. I can't help people do it for anyone but themselves. So I realized that self-love is the foundation of any transformation, regardless of whether it's weight loss or career or finding the the person to spend the rest of your life with, a partner, anything that you want. If you're not doing it for you, it's not going to stick. 
It's not mm-hmm. going to stick. And, and then it became my life's mission to hone in on that message, take all the things that I'd learned over the past 10 years in all the different fields and work that I'd done to create it into this like programming that would allow my message to drop in with people and empower them to be like, oh, that makes complete sense. I got it. I'm going to do it for me. So that's kind of like where I am now, sitting in that message, continuing to refine it and just empower people to say yes to themselves. I love that. I I can so relate to your story because I remember when I was a fitness coach after um, it was, it was around the time when I made that decision, when I made that realization that I'm living for everybody else but me. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to medical school for my parents. I'm in a relationship because I feel guilty, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't want to leave him because I feel bad for how he's going to feel just putting my feelings aside and my dreams aside. And then I was living in a place that I didn't want to live in. I'm very happy here in Los Angeles and I knew I'd be happy in Los Angeles. And I just remember um, also being a fitness coach around that time. And there was a moment that came to me where I realized that I saw this message come in, like maybe it was like Facebook Messenger, because I know I used a lot of that at that point. And I remember seeing a message from a woman being like, well, Catherine, I ate too many like crackers last night. So that put me over 300 calories. What should I do today? And I want the six pack and all this stuff. And I'm like, I just remember thinking to myself, if I receive one more message like this, I'm going to scream because it has nothing to do with the calories. It has nothing to do with the crackers. It has nothing to do with how you look. It all has to do with your mindset Mm. and what you believe to be true about yourself. And I've had a self-love journey of my own and it's really, really, I've really honed in on it in the last couple of years. At that point, it was all about like beliefs and mindset and more of a masculine approach to, you know, personal development, self-growth. But over the last few years, like really in the last year and a half, I've really come to understand that it really is about loving yourself unconditionally. And self-love is the best medicine. Mm -hmm. Paul, can you share how we can take that medicine? Like how Uh, is it medicine? How can we take it? And how do we ensure that it sticks with us? Yeah. Okay. So here's the thing about self-love. It's like we hear this word thrown around all the time right? Oh, God, I love myself. I'm going to do me. You know, I'm doing this for me. And Or the bubble bath. Right. right. Oh my gosh. Okay. So first, first of all, <laughs> please this, go into Yeah. That. Let's go into this because this is the issue that we run into in the social media world. Self-love and self-care are two very different things. So bubble bath is a self-care moment. Mm-hmm. Anything that we're doing for our physical self, whether it's going out and getting our nails done or our hair did or going on a shopping spree, if it's a material thing that we are buying or we are doing for ourselves, that is self-care. Now, here's where the issue comes in where a lot of people mess up because you can be like, oh, I'm going to have a spa day. It's for me. Self-care moment. Yes, yes, yes. The while you're getting your foot rubbed and you're getting your nails done, you're just spiraling out of control anxiety either about like, oh, I don't deserve this. I don't, I'm not worthy of being here. I can't afford to do this. Oh, I should be doing something more productive. And let alone using the word should, which is all about shame. It's like if you are shooting all over yourself, you are shaming yourself or, and also creating an excuse for yourself. So we could talk about that also. But the, the reality is, is that there's no self-love in that self-care right? If you're shooting all over yourself and making you f- yourself feel bad about doing an act that is supposed to be for you, it is really just self-destructive self-care because you're going to leave subconsciously and maybe even consciously feeling worse about yourself 
than before. So this is something really important that I'm really driving home because in the social media age when we see people taking pictures of their brand new bags and doing hashtag self-love, unless you bought that bag being like, I'm so grateful that I can afford this bag and I'm so feeling so empowered in my truth that I honor that I deserve this, all you are doing is toxically silencing yourself around what you truly know is right, which is maybe not buying the bag or maybe just getting a manicure every once in a while or doing things that feel right for you. Self-care does not have to be extravagant, but if it's not aligned with self-love, which is a mental act of feeling it and Mm. experiencing it, then what is the actual point? Holy shit. You just made such a powerful distinction for me because I remember when I first started making money in my business, I was like, I'm going to be all about the self-care, right? So I started getting massages. And when I would get massages, I'd feel like a worthless piece of shit getting them. And I couldn't figure out why. I would feel like I was wasting time. I felt like I didn't deserve it. I wasn't worthy of it, that the money's going to run out and I should have spent it on something like business related. I would feel so much guilt if I was spending money outside of my business because I have anchored in since my very first investment that got me here, that started the journey of me getting here. I remember anchoring in, oh, if you make an investment in your business or investment in your mindset, that's good money to spend. But if it's stuff like getting your nails done or getting massage, that's just wasted money. And mm. I remember having this like destructive thought pattern and I could never figure out why. I remember working on it over the last few years. And what you made me just realize was that I was doing the actual self-love practice that got me to enjoy the self-care practices because now I can walk into a spa and spend like a thousand dollars on the entire spa day, get a bunch of treatments and just know that this is like so in alignment with me and I totally deserve it. And this is actually going to get me to a place where I can bring that very rejuvenated soul and spirit and body and mind into my other activities for the rest of the week. And I would always see that as being a an investment into my future. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I made that connection, which I didn't even realize I was making it. So thank you so much for yeah. making that distinction. That's huge. Mm, I mean, I just have to say that if you're listening to this and you're just like, wow, okay, I'm doing everything wrong how can I change this? I don't know how to experience self-care with this gratitude. Well, probably underneath the self-care is doing it for the validation for the, oh my gosh, I love that you get your nails done every week. There's a different color. It looks so good. Girl who does your nails. Oh, let me tell you, right? And you just want to talk about yourself, but like, do you get your nails done for you or you get it done for your best friend, Becky, Mm. who you want to impress, or you're trying to keep up with the Joneses or whatever it is. And we fall into this a lot. So a lot of my work is breaking down those stories and, and really all this stuff is a form of self-sabotage, right? So it's like, I can kind of paint this picture of like, it's a circle. And a lot of clients come to me with like the self-sabotage cycle where they do one thing, which triggers them to do another, which triggers them to another, which triggers them to do the one thing and it cycles. And uh, I can tell you an example of one of my clients who just like had this massive, amazing breakthrough in the first seven days of working with me. And a lot of times, like, as you know, Catherine, magic happens when you invest in yourself. So Mm -hmm. a lot of clients are like, oh my gosh, you changed my life. And I'm like, actually, you changed your life. (laughs) But she came to me and she had this like cycle where she had just lost a bunch of weight, right? And she was having a hard time celebrating it. 
And I said, okay, well, take me through it. Like, what's going down? And she said, well, I love to go to spin class, but the only way I can go to spin class is if I have a new pair of Lululemon leggings. And the only way that I'll go shopping is after I go out for brunch Mm -hmm. and I have a couple of glasses of champagne and some mimosas because I feel really bad about shopping. But the only way I can get myself to the gym to work out is by going shopping. So we see the cycle because she's going to the gym so that she can have the mimosas. She has the mimosas so she can buy the leggings. She buys the leggings so she can go to the gym. And the cycle keeps on going. So you see the circle and then we take an axe that is self-love and we cut the circle and we let it fall flat. And then I say, okay, well, we're going to celebrate each piece of that because you are worthy of doing all of those things, but we can't rely on another thing to have the other thing happen, right? So it's like, why are you actually going to the gym? Why do you need the new pair of Lululemon leggings? Oh, because you want other people to think that you're well-to-do or that like you always have the hot trendy items. Like really, do you need another pair of leggings at the end of the day? And she was like, I have hundreds. I was like, okay, great. (laughs) So we'll step away from that. I think you're talking about me. I have oh, hundreds of leggings. Listen, I think we're talking about everyone. <laughs> you know, if I buy those leggings, I'll go to the gym and I'll work out. Right, right. And, and I just have to say the caveat here is that, like, you know, a lot of people came to come to me with this idea that they maybe want to lose weight. Or there's this physical change because my program is called the Self Love Diet, and um, I want I called it that first and foremost because I have a history in the fitness industry, but secondly because. I wanted to break apart every understanding of what the word diet means because all the word diet means is habitual nourishment. Mm -hmm. So over the course of my program, I'm teaching you how to habitually nourish the devotion to your individuality, which is the definition of self-love because self means the individual and love means devotion. So I'm teaching you just how to like habitually nourish this self-love practice because I hate to break it to you, but you're not going to wake up one day and be like, I love myself and I never have to do it again. Self-love is not finite. And that's why, you know, the tools that I teach inside my programming and with my clients, there are ways that you can continue to foster this. And it, it just, it's so exciting to me that I get to just work with people to get all the breakthroughs. Like that's my favorite part. Like right. The breakthrough I know. moments. I know. When you see people's light bulbs go off, it's like, oh my God. Yeah. Like that's that's what I live for too. It's mm-hmm. so exciting. Mm-hmm. So let's circle back to self-love is the best medicine. What mm-hmm. would you say is like the first dose of me- medicine? Let's say that we are talking to a woman right now who really feels unworthy. Mm-hmm. And you know, I talk about manifesting your deepest desires and how manifesting is about having, being, creating whatever it is that you want. But if you don't feel worthy of it, then no matter what you do, you're always going to manifest more feelings of not being worthy, where even if you were to create the desires, you wouldn't be able to create that feeling because that feeling is low self-worth. It's the feeling of shame. It's the feeling of guilt. It's the feeling of of um, undeservingness, whatever you want to call it, whatever label you want to put on it, you are only going to manifest more of those feelings where when you do have the money, when you do have the car, when you do have the home, you're still going to feel empty inside. So for someone who's like just starting out and really needs to work on cultivating that feeling, Mm -hmm. what is that first spoon of medicine? Okay. So the first step is noticing right? Noticing that there's that desire there. If you're listening to this, you're probably at that step. You know, I'm noticing that I resonate a lot with what Paul and Catherine talk about and I got to do something different, right? So the first step is noticing. And then it's just putting one foot in front of the other. Now I have a cute little strategy that I think is like super memorable and can help you get through a lot of the fear 
of saying yes to yourself. Because a lot of times the issues are that, oh, well, what is my husband going to think if I say I want to hire a self-love coach? Or what is my friend going to say when I said, oh, I need help with this, but I can't do it alone. And I can't just talk about it with my friends, right? It's that constant like thing when we're we're little, or for at least for me, I was young and I was like, I need a therapist. And I went to my parents and they laughed at me. They were like, therapy? Mm. I mean, I was raised in like a very um, forward-thinking home. Like we meditated, my, but my parents were very much like meditation is the only way, the only mm. way to do it. So, so you created like a religion out of that spirituality. Right. Right. Yeah. So we have like all of these different messages coming to us. So the first step is to notice. And the second step, uh, you can use the Paul strategy. Okay. So the Paul strategy is an acronym and um, it's really simple because it's my name and you'll remember it forever. So <laughs> the, the first step is presence. Okay. So you get present with what's going on for you. Okay. So whether it's you're, you're sacrificing yourself for your husband and your kids, you're always saying, yes, dear, I'll make dinner. Yes, dear, I'll clean up. And you're unwilling to ask for support, get present for that. Okay. Mm. The next step, A, accountability. You got to get accountable. Hold yourself accountable. You are in charge of your own life, right? We. It's easy to play the victim. It's easy to blame others. But the only person who can change your life is you, okay? So you have to get accountable. You, unconditional acceptance. For whatever reason, you are here and you have to accept that. It's not going to change overnight. Self-love is not deliverable on Amazon Prime. It will. You cannot push a button. It will not be here in two days. It barely gets here in 12 weeks, which is how long my program is, okay? And the reality is, is that unconditionally accepting that you are exactly where you're meant to be, regardless of whether it's because you have to learn a lesson, uh, something that maybe you've, you've, the universe has been trying to teach you for years, mm-hmm. right? We will suffer for as long as we are willing to suffer. Mm-hmm. And, Amen. If, and if you want to suffer through that, that's fine, but you got to get present. You got to hold yourself accountable that you are the one that wants to suffer. It is no one else's job to suffer but you, as long as you're allowing yourself. Unconditionally accept that you're exactly where you're meant to be. And then wrap it all into a nice little bow of love. L, love. Throw some love at it, okay? You, you're human. Being a human is tough, right? Like, we all have our struggles like regardless of what you think, you know, I struggle with self-love, even though I'm an expert. I, I someday, Yeah. Mm-hmm. I look in the mirror and I'm just like, wow, Paul, today <laughs> is going to be one of those days, isn't it? You know, Catherine, sometimes my struggle with manifesting stuff. I have a story to share with you actually from yesterday. And um, as you're sharing the Paul, would you call it the Paul um, strategy. strategy? Love it. So yesterday I woke up, actually, first of all, the weirdest thing in the world. I went to bed. I woke up at two in the morning with a panic attack. I've never experienced that. I've never woke up and started having a panic panic attack immediately. And I couldn't pinpoint why until way later in the day. I finally got to the root cause and I was able to work on it. But in, you know, when you don't know the root cause, you're just like, you need to use the Paul strategy because you're mm. like, I don't know why I feel this way. I gotta, mm. I gotta become present to it, right? So Then in a couple hours, I woke up with just anxiety and I couldn't go back to bed. And the root feeling that I was feeling was I don't – like I'm not worthy. Like I'm not enough Mm -hmm. is really what it came down to. And I was like, what is going on? Like I felt like I wasn't enough for my business, for my team, for my husband, for myself. And it was just like a downward spiral where from after my team meeting, we got off our team meeting and I just really wasn't feeling it. I was just kind of like short. Like usually I got stories to share for days. Like the team asked me, um, since it's a full team meeting, 
my part is actually very small where I just share updates, like any exciting updates for the team of like the big picture stuff, because we have um, Londa, our integrator, who does like the the details, the small details. And so I was just like being really short and I got off and I was like, there's no way I can get working because I do not want to podcast from this energy. I don't want to write anything from this energy yet. I have a to-do list up the wazoo because we leave for Morocco on Saturday and I don't want to travel with all my equipment and all this stuff. And I was just like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? And I just remember finally giving myself permission to just feel that way, number one, and just become present to it. And then I just accepted that, you know what, maybe this is going to be a day where I don't get everything done on my to-do list and it's going to be okay. And Brennan finally suggested like we go out and get lunch, you know, and just uh, get away from the house, just get away from this, just, just like get away from this like, oh, frustration. And I finally went out and I went out for lunch and all of a sudden just giving myself that permission to know that I can go back home and not have to do anything and be okay with it and still be worthy of whatever it is I feel unworthy of. It was crazy. I went out to lunch. I came back home and all of a sudden I walked into my office and I just became a fucking machine. I just started channeling so much creativity, came up with like three new podcast episodes, wrote uh, my monthly newsletter, um, cleaned up my office, like shipped back a ton of stuff that I, I got from my photo shoot that didn't fit. And it was just like wild. And it's wild how it just like came in because I allowed myself, I didn't have, I didn't numb it. I used to be such a number of feeling like this. And I used to use personal development to fix it and be like, who has the answers? You know, like there's a book out there that has the answers. I just need to follow these steps. And having steps is really awesome when they work, of course. And I love your Paul strategy because I can just see that that's exactly what I used yesterday to get out of it. And I finally came to this place of just like loving myself. And from that place, like everything just took off for me. Mm-hmm. And I ended up having like an amazing day. I went to pole dance classes last night yes. and like learned Where was I? some tricks. <laughs> and it was just like, it was a really, really fun time. Mm. And it all just came from giving myself permission. Yeah. And you know, something interesting that you said that just really stood out to me because I have a lot of clients who exclaim the statement that you said it was crazy that you were able to get all this work done, mm-hmm. right? It's not crazy. You know, like we're, we're so conditioned and I'm a huge believer in like the energetics of words. Right. And like this idea that like aligning with what you're meant to do, because really you were in alignment. You're, and you talk about this a lot. And I'm a huge believer that when we are in alignment, we will be taken care of. And I, I had a client say, you know what, Paul, it's just crazy, but I just want to be happy. And I was like, tell me more about why that's crazy. Yeah. And, and, and fascinating. And she was just like, uh, I, I don't know. She's like, I know it sounds crazy. And I was like, it, it no, like we're, we're deleting that from our vocabulary because the idea of it being crazy, I want to be happy. Like who taught, told you that story? That right? is so true. And so, thank you for pointing that out absolutely. because I use that word a lot and mm. I am, you know, we all have our own blind spots mm-hmm. and that's what you as a listener, we, we want you to know is that it doesn't matter how expert we get <laughs> at anything. Like I would see myself as a manifesting expert yet still, I still use limiting language and I still have my blind spots. I still hire my co- my coaches. I still seek out outside help to help me because me by myself, I don't pay attention to every single word that I say, but I have Paul here who's not with me every single day. So he has this fresh set of eyes. So like, Catherine, don't use crazy. That's normal, right? It's, <laughs> it's completely normal 
to get a ton of work done when you are in alignment. And I love that. Thanks for mentioning that. Absolutely. Teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork does make the dream work. (laughs) So Paul, um, what would you say? um, Actually, I have an interesting question for you. Why is low self-worth so common amongst us? And do you ever, ever, ever see a day on earth where everybody just feels worthy? Well, there, there's a lot of reasons why. I mean, we've touched on it a little bit. Um, I think that, so I've been doing a lot of, and we're going to get real woo-woo right now. Please do. I've been doing a lot of work um, with Ancestral Constellation. Um, if you're not familiar with it, it's really difficult to explain other than you get into a room with a bunch of people and you get to ask a question about yourself and you get to see it acted out by a bunch of other people who don't know you or might know you a little bit and they just divinely download it. And I just came off of one of these energetic, yeah. Where do I go to this? Uh, I will invite you the next time. Please do. Mm -hmm. I'm hosting a retreat in October in San Diego. (laughs) Um, But uh, so it's really, really powerful. And the reason that I'm sharing this is because it's not all your fault, right? It's not all your fault that you have zero self-worth or you're really struggling with that. It could be something that happened in in, um, your father's life, your mother's life, your great, 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 grand. Like we work as far as seven generations back to clear this stuff. And a lot of us coming here, like at some point there was some sort of immigration that came to America and there's so much trauma in that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's like a very like, okay, you might be rolling your eyes right now moment, but that could, could be one particular reason why you're struggling with self-work worth, but also that's not an excuse, right? You can't just be like, oh, it's my great, great grandmother's fault (laughs) that I have zero self-worth, right? Okay. So we might be conscious of that, but at the end of the day, sitting with that feeling and being like, once again, I have complete control over my life. And lots of people, lots of people, let's talk about blame for a second. Blame is pointing your finger out at someone and you're not willing to turn your finger back and point it at yourself and say, what can I do differently? What can I do differently? Because there's always something you can do differently. Mm-hmm. And even if it feels really uncomfortable and you're just like, oh, your ego, like ego gets in the in the way of a lot of self-worth issues, right? Because you're comfortable where you are. You're comfortable exactly where you are. And your mind is going to be fighting with your body to keep your body safe. Most of the the feelings of like wanting to be successful and wanting to break free of the the limiting beliefs and the patterns and all this stuff comes from in your body. And for instance, I experience this a lot on breakthrough calls that I have with potential clients. They'll get on the phone with me and I'm like, okay, I just want to remind you, you had to apply to the program. You received an email from my assistant who said, hey, book a call to chat with Paul. You booked the call. You answered the call when I actually called. There have been people who have fallen off all of these points, right? I've had thousands of applications to my program and I've worked with nearly 100. So 10% are the ones who actually were brave enough to apply and actually get through, right? So at that point, at that point, I have to remind them that they have so much self-worth, but I ask a question. And and if you apply to my program and get on the phone, I'm giving you the answer, but I'm still going to check in with you. I say on a scale of one to 10, how motivated are you to change? How motivated are you to change? I don't want fear to get in the way. I don't want your feelings of if you're worthy of doing this work or any of the questions you might have about what happens in the program, or I'm scared. How motivated you are to change? And Catherine, I kid you not, Every single person answers between a 7 and a 9.5. 
seven to nine point five. And clearly, you're a ten. You're on the phone with me. Clearly, you're right. a ten. But you're terrified to say ten. Yes. And your mind is like, "Ooh, I can get out of this. I can get out of this. I'm just going to say a nine point five because clearly Paul only works with tens. Because who doesn't want like who wants to work with anyone who isn't fully dedicated? Right. So your mind, and this is all to paint a picture about this idea that your mind is going to do everything in its power to keep you comfortable in your discomfort. Mm-hmm. So, oh, it wasn't my fault. Paul said he wouldn't work with me. Girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever you are, you got to take ownership first. So all of that to say, when it comes to self-worth, there's something you can do about it, okay? And whether that's saying right here and now that um, a mantra that if you sign up for my email newsletter gets delivered to your inbox, I give myself permission to be okay with where I am. I honor the journey and know that I am doing my best. I love and accept you. I love and accept you. I love and accept you. Because it's that permission to be worthy. And I could talk about this forever, right? I could say all the reasons why we don't feel worthy. And ultimately, there's so much conditioning out there in the scary real world, social media, everything that makes us think that we aren't worthy unless we we have the picture perfect life and the fancy car and all this stuff. And at least that's my conditioning, it might not be yours, right? Your conditioning might be, I'm only worthy if I get into, you know, an Ivy League school or I graduate high school or whatever it is, or I have kids, right? We wake up on the other side of that, having the dreams. And why are we still unhappy, right? right? Why are we still feeling like, gosh, I want more. And it's because we never sat down and said, I'm good with what I have now. Like now is enough. Everything else is just a bonus. It's a blessing. You bring up such a great point because in my courses, I always say there's a point where you reach where it's already enough thinking about your limitations or limiting beliefs. Like at some point, you got to get off the toilet and flush it Mm -hmm. and go live your life, Mm -hmm. right? Leave your shit in there, flush it and keep going. And at some point, I love that you shifted it from instead of constantly focusing on why, let's focus on what we can actually do about it. And that's such an important shift because I think that both are important at their own time. But in order for you to get the results that you're after in your life, you need to shift into, okay, how can I turn the mirror Mm -hmm. inward and what am I going to do about it? And that is the game changer, ladies and gentlemen. That's where everything unfolds because so many people are constantly stuck in, why am I not enough? Why didn't my dad love me? Why didn't my mom love me? Why this? Why that? Why didn't I, as you said, great, great, great grandmother and funny story, when I was doing ayahuasca, I have like a whole series on this. Mm -hmm. For those of you who are listening, if you haven't listened to my ayahuasca journeys, you can go ahead and listen to them if you're interested in that kind of thing, where I talk about how in my first ceremony, I was doing all ancestral stuff. I mean, the ancestral stuff was insane. I realized that the root cause, I've shown that the root cause of all of my um, anxieties that I've ever felt in my life and my limiting beliefs came from the womb, which came from my mother. And from my mother, it came up this lineage. It came from past lives. It came from lineages. And I was basically just processing other people's stuff for about eight hours in ceremony. I saw my ancestors, which funny enough, the ayahuasca actually started to taste like vodka to me because Mm. I'm Russian and that's Mm -hmm. my lineage. And I was like, oh my God, I have vodka in my mouth. And I just saw this like long line of just ancestors coming to process and purge all of their limiting beliefs and limitations and things that held them back in their life 
through me. Mm. And it felt like such an immense responsibility. But at the same time, I was then shown a pregnant belly. And it was like my child, my lineage of the future and how me doing this work and like not going from, I mean, going from, you know, the story of why I can't to what am I going to do about it is what's going to change that future lineage. So I was able to purge my past lineage, but then the work that I do in this lifetime right now, and that's, I think, what gives me the 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 most amount of fulfillment and passion and what makes this a mission for me, um, not just what I do in my business, but the work that I do for myself is like, oh my God, it's not just about me. It's about everybody around me right now in the present moment, but also everybody in the future that I get to affect. So as I'm teaching these concepts and tools and strategies and techniques and whatever you want to call it to my children, they're going to take this on and they're going to teach it to their kids and their kids and their kids. And so this work around self-love, you guys, is not just about you, but about everybody around you. Mm. And but it starts with you, mm-hmm. right? So you can't just like start teaching your kids or uh, your best friends about self-love unless you practice it yourself, Yeah. right? Yes, 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 yes. That's a really powerful point that you make. And it comes up a lot because I'll have moms, I work with a lot of moms being like, I just want to love myself for my kids, right? right. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Yeah. Love that for yeah, you. But that's secondary. But that's secondary. Yeah. yeah. And uh and it and it turn and then there's also this other thing where people see major results and they're like, Oh, I just wish my mom could do this work, or I wish my dad. Yes. And it's like all you can do is be a leader and show up for yourself. Because I, I kid you not, I got a call from my mom a couple of weeks ago and she was like, Paul, you've really inspired me to start painting again. She loves to paint. She was like, I was always so scared. But to see you continuously like pushing yourself and doing things that you love, I was just like, why am I not doing that for myself? I could have sat with my mom, which I have in the past, wasted so much energy being like, you just got to paint. Just give yourself five minutes. Right. Here's the how to, yeah. the step by step. And it just doesn't work. Yeah. Speaking of moms, you know, there's this concept of like mommy guilt, right? Or like, or, or just in general, like people feel guilt when doing things for themselves. Mm-hmm. What do you share with your clients or your students when um, they want to, they want to invest in a certain course or they want to get their nails done or they want to do something to their hair or they want to go on a retreat for themselves, but they feel guilty about it. Like mm-hmm. they feel guilty that by them investing in themselves, this money could have gone to their kids or this money could have gone to their loved ones or their, um, a charity or someone else that needs help. And how do you like, what do you share with, with, mm-hmm. um, your clients about that? Yeah. So, um, once again, I have a client's story for this because this is like the best. (laughs) So I had um, a woman who just recently graduated. She was working with me all around self-love, of course. And, And when she signed up, her house was on the market and she was having a really hard time because her house wasn't selling. Her and her husband, they had already found the other house. Like they, they were in escrow with contingency that if their house had to sell before they could move forward. And she was like, really struggling with the idea of investing all this money when it could be spent other ways. Right. And mm-hmm. they're, they're like, Oh, they're, she didn't have the money from her house being sold yet, but she knew that it was coming, but she didn't know when. And I was sitting with her at, on the, the initial call and I was like, okay, so tell me more about why that's holding you back. And so we dug in into a little bit deeper and I said, Okay, great. We got the why out of the way. 
how would it feel? How would it feel if you said yes to this program? Oh, I just know in my heart it's what I'm meant to do. Okay, so instead of focusing so deeply on the why, let's focus on the how, right? Because, and this kind of like plays back into what you were saying before. Like, yes, I understand you have mommy guilt. Like, I mm-hmm. understand that there's a hundred, like, your kids probably could use another pair of shoes, or maybe Juliet <laughs> needs to go to ballet practice or something, or right. like, you need to get her a private. First of all, like, let's dive deeper into why does Juliet at three years old need to go to ballet practice like right. seven days a week? You know, is that really her dream or is that your dream? Is like, that a projection? Of, right. Of, so, yeah. We, 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 I mean, we could talk about so many different things. It can go in a thousand directions. <laughs> yes. I totally get you. But the reality is, is that the why doesn't matter. At the end of the day, the why doesn't matter. Yes, like, I want to do this for my kids. How would it feel if you did it for your kids? How would that feel if you realized that by you looking in the mirror and loving yourself, your daughter is going to look in the mirror and love herself just because she she sees what you're doing. And, and you know, we there's all those studies been shown that like kids don't really listen. They watch, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and just to like round off the story, um, when this woman invested in the program and I just like am smiling ear to ear, like within days her house sold. Wow. Which is just yeah. like – and I tell this story all the time because it's just like, hello – and she messages me and she says, I don't know what type of magic you're working. And I was like, I will. Sure. Like, I just went like, and now sell the house so that, it go, you know, like. You're doing your, your yeah. voodoo, voodoo with no, your cauldron in the, no. the back room. It's, it's when you are in alignment with what you are meant to do, the universe rewards you. And that's why so much happens in the first few days of say, like hiring a coach, whether it's me or Catherine or whomever, because something inside of you is saying yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the hardest part for me is when resistance comes up and then, you know, whether it's like a month in and people are trying to back out or, um, and of course, like there's always something different that I can do to learn from that. Or when uh, it's just like, they see so much major change and I'm like, and then a week later, they're like, oh, I've gotten enough out of this. And then they go back and- the, They and, stop the momentum. Yeah, yeah. So it's this continuous cycle of knowing- I see all these same patterns oh my goodness. with my students as well. It's so painful. And like resistance is the strongest five minutes before your biggest breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And I have to attest to that. In my business, my self-doubt is the strongest right before my biggest breakthrough because it's it's like a subconscious- um, signal coming from your ego where your ego knows that you're about to transform, that something is about to fall into your lap that you've been manifesting for the last year. Mm. And the only way that you can fuck it up is by giving up or Mm -hmm. is by stopping or stopping the momentum or like going three weeks into a course, knowing it's a six week course and then being like, oh my God, so much amazing stuff has happened. Awesome. I don't have to do as much anymore. And then a week goes by and they can feel those old patterns coming back up and they're like, oh my God, this isn't working. Like what's happening? And then they give up. And all of that potential is just essentially wasted until Mm -hmm. the next time that the universe delivers you that lesson where the universe shows you, dangles a, a carrot in front of you and says, you get to have this, but you must show up for it. And you have to fully commit and make it past the finish line, not just two feet before the finish line, not right at the finish line, but you must take it through. Because at that point, that shiny carrot turns into a million different carrots. And it's just like, this is how you create momentum in creating your dream life. It's when you manifest one thing and then you manifest another and you manifest another. It's not just like you wake up. 
in uh, you know the next day and it's like every you're in your dream house next to your dream partner right it's like not all overnight it's a process and you have to be willing to sit with that discomfort and like relating this to your work paul it's like almost i can see how how you know you have to sit with the discomfort of looking at yourself in the mirror and not loving what you see for a little while until you keep doing it and you keep doing it and you keep doing and you embrace that discomfort. And then slowly over time, you're like, you know what? I actually really love my legs. Look at how strong they are. They've allowed me to play sports my whole life or dance or do ballet. You know what? I actually really like that mole on my back. And it's just like slowly over time with enough momentum, it just kicks in to be like, you know what? Holy shit. I am a badass and I love everything I see in the mirror and I am amazing and everything that my friends tell me or my boss tells me or my clients tell me or anything, that's all just cherries on top to the validation that I give to myself. And that's like where everything shifts is like all everything that we think that we need to hear from other people, we just need to start telling ourselves. Mm. And speaking of that, what are your, some of your favorite affirmations when it comes to like self-love or the work that you do? Yeah. So first of all, they don't have to be like super crazy, crazy, crazy. You know, they don't have to be super Ooh, crazy. He said crazy. Oops, he said Oops. crazy. <laughs> uh, that some, something's very, very simple, you know, just like, um, I, my favorite thing to do is, uh, I call it like, cause I bring a lot of journaling into my programming. I call it present tense journaling, you know, writing in the, I, I have, I am, I get instead of like, I want, or like, I don't have yet, but I will when this happens. Right, if, at some point yeah, in the future, right, this right, will right. happen. So, yeah. because it's, it's, it's just, it's all belief, right? So it's like, you know, I, and I like to swap out the word, um, have for, forget. So it's like, if, um, instead of saying like, I have to go do this, I get to do this. Yeah. You know, it's like, for me, it's a lot of things like, um, ditching the word sorry, because it's a low resonant word. It, it's derived from the word sorrow. It's like sadness deep. Um, instead of apologizing, saying sorry, like, saying like thanking the person who you were late for or like thank you for waiting for me right right thank you for waiting for me and if it doesn't fit there's no need to apologize right you know and and um just the negative self-talk so when it comes to mantras again like i'd like to repeat the the one that's just like i assigned to all my clients that i just blast from the the mountaintops if you go to my instagram bio you can um there's a phone number that you can even text the word mantra to and um, you'll get a weekly mantra texted to you. Just oh, like, wow. it's like a little like, Hey, thinking about you, this is a, um, and there's always like a, a GIF or something of like either me dancing. Cause I have oh, so many of those or like, those. so it's just like, you know, reminding you to breathe or once again, like I give myself permission to be okay with where I am. Permission, 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 permission based mantras are so powerful. Even if you don't believe it, it's going to start ingraining in yeah. your body. Yeah. I love that. That's actually, um, with my students who are struggling with saying, I am wealthy, right? I always offer to them, I'm in the process. Like say, I'm in the process Mm. of becoming wealthy or I'm in the process of believing that I'm worthy 
Or um, which one did you just mention? I give, I give myself, myself permission. permission. Yeah, I give myself permission to believe that I'm worthy. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many great things that you can do. And this is all about learning how to work with the subconscious mind and knowing that you can't just start throwing shit at it and expect it to believe something new overnight. It is a process of repetition and emotion. Mm-hmm. And with enough repetition and enough emotion, if you do it enough times, which this is the biggest mistake that people make is that they give up too soon. They don't allow it to seep into their subconscious. But when you have those affirmations seep into your subconscious, then it all becomes automatic to where you're just like walking by your reflection on someone's car and you're like, oh my God, hey, sexy, Mm -hmm. like look at that gorgeous soul or whatever, whatever resonates with you. But that's when it just becomes, you know, automatic. Right. And a point that I really want to like dive into is, is this idea of like, it's not all about the external, right? You know, like uh, I talk about a lot of clients who come to me that want to lose weight or a lot of, you know, like that's where my root of be- becoming a coach was in the fitness industry. And self-love is 100% internal. And I've had so many clients who after the first few days, their partners or their friends will be like, you're glowing. What's mm, going on? Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, a client just sent me a message and said, my husband told me that I've never been happier. She was like, and it's so cool because just to see him say those words, just because she's doing these tiny little shifts in her mind. So regardless of whether or not you want to look a certain way, or you, it's all about that feeling. Because if you feel that, we're all energetic beings. You know, like if I was walking around here and being like, I hate myself, Catherine would be like, hey, bro, go read your, go read your sweatshirt. Like, are you sure you're a self-love <laughs> right. expert? It's like, I walk in, I'm glowing, I'm beaming, I'm feeling that glowing. way. Because I feel in. that way. Yeah, I always feel that way. Uh, because that's the only way that I can get through life is by ultimately always living in that I am love, I am light, I'm strong and bright. And I know love and light, like so woo-woo cheesy, but it's true. Like that's my email signature because that's what I'm sending to you is that you are worthy of that love. You are worthy of feeling light and bright. You know, there, there bad stuff happens in this world. Lots of gnarly shit trauma we go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trauma is just a new found word for karma mm-hmm. and vice versa. Trauma is just karma that you are meant to work through. I so believe that. I so believe that is a gift from the universe mm-hmm. because it's supposed to serve some sort of lesson mm-hmm. for you that is massively not only going to impact your life in the best way possible, but other people's lives as well. But it's this, we have to learn to give it a new meaning in order for it to play that way. And I think that's a secondary, like a lesson within a lesson there of whatever we learn. Like if something horrible happened to you, maybe it was there to teach you strength or maybe it was there to teach you compassion or forgiveness. And then inside of that, even it's to even see that lesson in the first place by giving yourself permission, as you mentioned, to see that trauma as like how, like, okay, we get it. It happened. It's in the past now. But now how can we see it from a place of everything is always working out for us? Everything is always serving us. And now I get to go out into the world and impact people's lives and help people who are either going through this right now 
or maybe have gone through in the past, but just haven't gotten that secondary lesson yet yeah. where that lesson being is, okay, it's meant to serve you. So I love that you mentioned that. Mm. I'm all about that because I think that's one of the healthiest mindsets that you can have around trauma because so many people, you know, people do different things with their trauma. And, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people, they just allow it to be this story that they tell themselves over and over and over again. They just, their mind just reviews it. And that's like the mind's automatic response to trauma is to continuously review it because it's basically trying to figure out, okay, next time, what am I going to do in this similar situation? Yeah. And so it's actually a very um, normal, healthy response to trauma. However, that's not going to serve you living your best life. And so in order for you to tap into your best life, you have to give it a new story. Mm -hmm. Yep. And just like a nice little, I always like to say this whenever I have a conversation, it's like, if you are listening to this right now, you are meant to hear these words, whatever has been said today, like this message is for you and, and you alone listening to this. And it's really, really important that you hear everything that Catherine and I have spoken about, because it's not a coincidence that you are listening to this and whatever message you pull away, if it's painful, if it's hard for you to look in the mirror and be like, wow, I have decided to suffer and blame my trauma instead of going and getting support around it. Today's the day where you get to decide that you can and will and do deserve to move through those stories. And free yourself. Free yourself. Freedom. It feels great. It does. Yeah. It really does feel good Amen. on the other side. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. Well, Paul, I have one final question for you. You've been so amazing. And I know that everyone's just dying to rush over to your Instagram yeah. and your website and see what you're about, enroll in your courses and hang out with you. So where is the best place that we can find you? Yeah. So you can uh, find me on Instagram. My uh, handle is at Paul Fishman. So it's my first name, Paul, last name, fish, like the things that swim in the sea, man like me. And my website is paulfishman.love.love. Oh my God, you can do that. You can do that. What? Yeah, I know. So paulfishman.love. Um, Self-love diet is my 12-week group coaching program. Lots of magic happens in there. You can apply. I'm always accepting new applications. And I would love to welcome you into the amazing program, which I host in my exclusive app off of social media. So you don't have to worry about Facebook or Instagram or any of that negativity. It's like if a warm, fuzzy hug had a baby with Facebook. That's what I like to call it. I love that. Me too. So you guys, please go ahead and take a screenshot of this episode and tag me and Paul both and let us know your biggest takeaways, your breakthroughs. I know that this is going to be a huge episode and I'm going to put it out there as soon as I possibly can. I'm about to tell my team <laughs> to rush this episode because it's that important, that impactful. And we cannot wait to hear what you guys think of this episode. So again, tag me at Manifestation Babe, tag Paul at Paul Fishman. Yeah. And we cannot wait to um, chat with you. All right. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you. Hope you have a wonderful day. <laughs> thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at Manifestation Babe or visiting my website at manifestationbabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest some magic.